This episode of Date Night is supported by E.D. Wine Company. If you're located in the GTA, Hamilton, Kitchener, or Guelph, you need to check out E.D. Wine Company. Sommelier Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wine and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. So check them out on Instagram at edwineco or go to edwine.ca and either sign up for a monthly delivery like Shane and I get and absolutely freaking love or just a single wine package, whatever works best for you. And when you sign up, make sure to use the promo code ThisFamilyTree10 to get 10% off your entire subscription. That's huge. Again, that's edwine.ca and ThisFamilyTree10. But Alex. Yeah, Shane. Let's begin date night. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm here with my husband, Shane. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. And welcome to date night. Wow, Shane, that was one of your most creative yet. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a loose night tonight. This is the latest we've ever recorded a date night. This is the most uh, libaceous we've ever felt. Libaceous, loquacious. All of those vivacious. things. Vivacious. All of those things. Now, Alex. Yeah, well. Let's, let's taste this one. I would begin, but you brought the bottle elsewhere, honey. I'll like, go where get did it. you bring it? I'll go get it. I'm sorry. I asked. I said, are we done pouring the wine? I said, yes, we're done pouring, but I mean, I'm and not I done said, with the bottle, you away. dingus. Okay, I'll be back. <laughs> 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 this is all getting cut. But yeah, I will say as Shane's walking away, whether it's for the listeners or just the editor, you look great in those jeans, babe. <laughs> These are blue jeans, tight cut in the butt. Tight cut in the butt. And you know what? That's all it takes to make me happy as a 32-year-old woman, I think. Mm-hmm. Married, 32-year-old woman with two kids, tight cut in the butt. But- Easy to please. That's the way I like them. <laughs> all right. So, folks, every night on date night, Shane and I open a bottle of wine that we've never tried before that we have gotten from our ED wine subscription, which we love. Life-changing subscription. Oh, my God. And tonight... What are you doing drinking that right now? Getting your tasting notes in your head. I'll drink it when I want. (laughs) But tonight we are drinking Tornatore Edna Rosso 2017. So Shane, cheers, my dear. And let's try to guess these tasting notes. All right. So every week when we open these bottles, we try to guess the notes because ED Wine gives you like really in-depth notes about where the wine's from, what you could taste in it with each bottle. Uh, And we are trying to become essentially pros, not sommeliers, but pros. All right, we had half of this bottle with dinner, and we're having the second half now. And I will say that I love this. It was impeccable with food, and now that we're done eating, it's a beautiful sipping wine. I don't know what the hell I'm tasting. Though. I feel it's tart. Would you say it's tart? Hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah. What are what are berries that are tart? Is it cranberry um, or is it raspberry? Currants, raspberry, cranberry is tart. I can change cranberry for sure. It's tart. All I'm right. gonna say. I'm gonna say um, currants. And cranberry, yes. Just the way we've both been acting by drinking this one, I'm going to say it's full-bodied. Mm, full-bodied. Meaning medium higher tannins. Al- medium tannins. I'm saying. Okay, higher alcohol percentage because it's full-bodied. All right, what I, I I'm done with my notes to be honest. Okay, wait. Give me one last little thing here. Uh, for those new listening, Shane is the wine savant in the family. Which is a shocking discovery, and I love it. I don't think that's true, but it's true. I like I like <laughs> that rumor going around the family. It's it's true. It's a rumor because it's true. Okay, hit me, yeah. All right, all right. Let's 
I'm gonna anything read tart. Ooh, uh, I'll agree with. Let me just say, I like the bottle. Cool bottle, but it looks like a movie title. The, it looks the like text. a movie title or a ten dollar bottle, mm-hmm. but it's not. So this region here is Mount Etna in Sicily, and Shane, this is one of we've had wines from this region before and really like them. It is one of my favorite regions to explore, and this is one of my favorite examples that I have tasted to date. You may have noticed Mount Etna in the news lately. It just so happens to be an active volcano. No big deal. Volcanic wines are unique. After each eruption, new soils and minerals are brought up from Middle Earth. It creates vineyard sites that simply cannot be replicated. It creates vineyard sites that simply cannot be replicated. Replicated. (laughs) In fact, if you walk to the area, you can see even within 20 meters, the soil is so different from step to step. Again, no big deal. This wine is made from Norello Mascalese and Norello Cappuccino... You know, not cappuccino, Norello Cappuccio, both native Italian varieties. Cherry, strawberry, raspberry. Weird. So strawberry isn't tart, I wouldn't say. No, but cherry and raspberry. Cherry and raspberry are. 100%. Oh, yeah. Don't be deceived by the light color of this wine. It punches some tight tannins. I cannot get enough of this one. Try it with spicy sausage pizza. Ooh, that is oddly specific, and I love that suggestion. Do you know what's funny? The color tricked me. Yes. So I thought this was a rosé at first. It's not that light, but it's like, it's like a that garnet. It's like a garnet. Way, the way the light hit it, I'm like, oh, this is a light rosé. Then I drank it. I was like, hit me like a punch in the face. And I was thinking, I don't know if I like this, but I did. Oh, I love it. It was just my expectations were messed up by the sip. And then I was thinking, if this was a darker wine, mm-hmm. I would be loving it right yeah, off the bat. Yeah, but I because agree. I thought it was a lighter rosé-ish type of more easy to drink wine it made me think i didn't like it as much but yeah the color that's a great note it totally throws me off and especially when you're looking at it when you're about to put it in your mouth it gets really light but uh you're telling me it didn't trick you though when you went no no it did i thought i thought it was gonna be fruitier yeah i guess but delicious wine like super amazing this one is going so shane and i are keeping a little binder full of all the labels of the wines that we love so that at the end of the year we can like go hog wild and you know just make a big wine purchase of all the wines that we know we love this is going in there yeah 100 percent. all right babe who should start who should start with topics tonight me or you 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 it's not topics it's questions but yes we're gonna keep this one short and sweet i like that short and sweet uh okay now, Shane, we were watching Bachelor in Paradise last night, and you were like, hey, Alex, who's your favorite guy on the island? Who's the most your type? And I was hesitant to tell you because I didn't want to know who your quote-unquote favorite girl would be because as any you know, longtime listener knows, I am... Uh, I struggle with jealousy sometimes. Girl, Alex, it's 2021. These are young women we're talking about. <laughs> Anyhow, so Shane's like, no, Alex, tell me. I want to know. So I told him. I said, Aaron. You know, I like his tan. He's got nice big lips. I like that. And uh, I was forthcoming. Then I told Shane, I was like, I, I don't want to know who your favorite is. But then the second we're talking about it, I can't stop thinking about it. And, you know, then I was like, Shane, you don't even have to tell me because I know it's this person. And he was like, yeah, it is that person. And I was like, yeah, duh. Like, obviously, I know that. And anyhow, I'm still kind of not fuming, but just like seething uh, jealousy. Big difference. Yes. (laughs) 
I'd like to know the distinction between fuming and seething, by the way. And and here's the thing, Shane. I feel like sometimes you just love to like you know what makes me jealous. You know what makes me tick in that way. And I feel like sometimes you like just light that fire, uh, just to see it ignite and watch me like slowly burn away. But I, I'm wondering. Is there anything that I do or that I could ever do that that makes you jealous or could make you jealous? I was very jealous in the early going of our relationship, and yeah, you know that. But the, the, I couldn't stand it. When you <laughs> going out with you would make me not want to leave the house. But I mean, now, now in our relationship, is there anything that I could do to make you feel the same feelings that I feel when we watch? Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm like, oh, Shane thinks yes, that girl's hot. Of course. If you what? acted like the way you did in the beginning of our relationship. <laughs> it was no, ridiculous, I'm Alex. asking if there's anything I, okay, I, I as I said, anything I could do. But is there anything I do now? Like when you ask me about Outlander and I'm, I talk about Outlander, does that make you jealous or you're just Little like, bit. oh, that's silly? Little bit, but... We went out once in the early going, and you had—I don't know how you had this object—a uh, feather, a feathered boa. I don't know how I had that. And Mike, Mike Veerman's a close friend of mine. He's my my best friend. He was my best man. And at one point, you wrapped it around his neck and like fished him in closer to you. I was trying to show you that I could get along with your friends, babe. Yeah, well, that's not the type of getting along that I... was I, trying to be a fun party lady. Well, it was too much fun. And it's just things like that really get my blood boiling. And I'm sorry if simply asking you in a fun way who your favorite person on the Bachelor in Paradise television show is. But to me, that's a normal question you would ask. Like, It's almost like, hey, who are you rooting for on this okay, show? Okay, okay, wait. So when it comes to Outlander Guy... What about those conversations make you jealous and how can I do that uh, more frequently? Well, I would think if I was on a poster and Outlander Guy was on a poster <laughs> and you had never met either of us, you might pick Outlander Guy. I don't know, though. I don't have a crystal ball and we may never know. What do you think? I'd pick you, Shane. It doesn't feel realistic, though. It feels like you're, it, you're winking to the audience right now. Well, because I'm just hoping to make you jealous. There's so many layers to you, Alex. So <laughs> oh, your mind games. No. Who's hotter? You're hotter, Shane. You know why? Yeah. Two? Okay. No, okay. I mean I don't. <laughs> okay. Looks aside. What? That no don't. No, because I'm saying you're hotter and looks dummy. So Okay, that well let's aside. not throw looks aside until we establish that first. Okay. Looks aside, because you are okay. hotter. But looks not aside, I'm hotter. Okay. Yes, yes. Now you're, let's get the looks out of the smoking. way. You're smoking. Okay. Uh, looks out of the way. And if it just came down to you and him just as dudes, not even as, as Outlander guy. Because here's the thing. When he's not Outlander guy anymore, I lose the attraction. I'm only attracted when he's Outlander guy. Because mm -hmm. uh, he is the world's best husband as mm -hmm. Outlander guy. And that's like... I mean, that's the fantasy, right? You just have a guy that even if you're separated from 40 years is unwilling to have sex with any woman. Well, thanks for ruining the show, but <laughs> I was planning on watching. That happens in the second season. Then oh, okay. There's, there's a lot of time traveling or it's oh, complicated. Man. But so like he's like the world's uh, best husband. And Thank I'm, you. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the part where we're complimenting me. <laughs> So, all right, real life comes in. He's not the outlander, you know, Scottish, hot, highlander. 
Uh, and he's just the dude, Sam Hewen. He's an actor and like a whiskey connoisseur and what a, a travel show dude. But I'm not entirely into actors. I think it's, I think it can be quite tedious. Knowing my personality, I would be quite jealous. And I don't know if I could date an actor. Wow. So <laughs> I'm, I'm so blushing with this hypothetical guess of how he actually may be just based on other actors and your bias towards them. No, no, no. I'm just saying that he's only attractive as like a dude from the 1700s. Am I better than him as a dude from the 1700s? Well, I haven't seen you in a kilt yet, Shane. As much as the people that listen to our date nights regularly know I would like to see you in a kilt, you have yet to don one. Well, I'll say this. The night is young, and (laughs) tonight is a special date night. Let's just say Alex is going to be real happy in about 25 minutes. Is this my fifth anniversary present? It may be. (laughs) I would love that. It may be. All right. All right. Well, the night is young, as Shane said, so... I'm just going to keep going with this flow and you'll hear about it next date night, I guess. But Shane, give me a question. Okay, I'm coming up with this one right off the spot. Jeez Louise, did you write down any? No, (laughs) I did not. It's a loose night. All right. If you could remove or add any tattoo on my body, Mm. what would it be? What do you think I would remove? An onk? (laughs) An I have an onk on my body. Okay. You have an onk on your body, which is, um, I believe, I might be wrong, an ancient Egyptian symbol for life. Katy Perry actually is currently under fire for putting out a shoe line that has a bunch of Egyptian symbolism, uh, like including like pyramids and onks, like that features on one of her flip-flops, like the thing that holds your toe in place is an onk. So uh, I could get canceled because of this? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So anyhow, Shane, just put that out there. But yeah, she's under fire. Your onk, I mean. Am I like being inappropriate with this thing? It is inappropriate, yes. My onk is? Yes. Really? I believe it is, yes. Jesus. Yeah. And the fact that. Can we beep this? (laughs) Who's editing this podcast? No. here. You know, Shane, you, you just chose you were being the world's best brother and your sister was like shane let's get a tattoo i want this symbol and you're like all right tip whatever you want i'm gonna get so you were just being a good brother and you're not too uh choosy when it comes to tattoos you'll you'll essentially do anything right? anyone who's seen my body would tell you that <laughs> so anyhow so you got the onk not knowing much about it tip didn't i'm assuming know much about it other than just maybe liking it tip probably knew more though than me yeah 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 I think it probably means something cool i life life I think, is cool though i think life is i mean that's why we're all here we're, we're we're living we're living and, and I this mean, tattoo represents that yeah we can go down that like pseudo cool scientific rabbit hole well we already went down that <laughs> it was a short we've rabbit been hole. there yeah not all um, rabbit holes are created equally but yeah so aside from it being you know, maybe, maybe inappropriate. We're not, we're not totally sure. Uh, it's just so big. We still talking about onks over here? <laughs> it reminds me more than anything of something that a 45 year old, like hippie who likes to do cold, like ice baths and 
full moon rituals and is really into astrology and listens to the Grateful Dead, who I love, but then takes it in a totally different, stupid direction. I feel like somebody like that would get an onk. Mm. And yours is just so big. And yes, we're still Thank talking you. about onks. But I'm going to cover this onk as soon as possible. Yeah, and what are you going to cover it with? Because, I mean, we're talking about what tattoo I might like to add. Me as a mermaid. I've thought about this a lot. What if your depiction is just terrible and you're not happy with it? Just have a freaking blonde mermaid chain and like with like maybe like a little beauty dot and I'm happy. That's all I need. I don't I don't want it to look like me. I just want it to look like a freaking little Sailor Jerry's cartoon mermaid with blonde hair and a little eye beauty mark and that's it. It's Sailor Jerry. There's no plural. Sailor Jerry, you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to say a sentence over? No. We're good. No. So what are your thoughts on blonde mermaid with little eye thing cool. i i have a beauty the, mark I, under f- my eye if yeah you yeah, knew. yeah the face would be very small well it's just a you little, a little freckle do it over do the face over a part of your arm that already has natural freckle. i'll try it i'll if i can get a mermaid covering this onk i'll do it but i'll pretty much cover it with anything <laughs> but for you okay i'm gonna rip off all those japanese letters off your back i have three japanese symbols but may i note that I got this tattoo when I did speak basic Japanese fluently. Okay. And when you got it, yes. what was the heyday of this tattoo? Because as we all know, and I'm not saying this is a bad tattoo, by the way, and you and your mother both have it, and I think it's a beautiful tattoo, and I mean that seriously. It was well done. And the placement you got it, everything perfect. It's at the right spot in your back. It's the right size. I think it's great. However, unfortunately for you, <laughs> Japanese symbols, I feel feel like became passe maybe like three days after you got that tattoo for the same reason the onk did you know like onk was cool at one point (laughs) onk was never cool no no but but to people it was i guess i didn't get it but shane i think that the japanese symbol as a tattoo had been out like five years before i got mine really i think so and you still chose to get it I wasn't concerned with any of that. Like, I wasn't a tattoo person because this is my first tattoo. And for me, it wasn't like I was, like, looking for a cool tattoo to get. Clearly, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was just so enamored with the Japanese language. And I just thought it was so beautiful. I thought everything about it was so beautiful. I was immersing myself in the study of it. And I was like, this is what I want on me. Okay. Like, this is what I want. And, and it was just because of everything I was surrounded with at that point. And I just, I loved it. I didn't love it because it was trendy. I loved it because I was in it. You know no, what I mean? No, it wasn't trendy. It was far from that It at was that five point. years off, I think. So if I gave you $8,000 just mm-hmm. to pick an arbitrary amount, would you remove that tattoo and replace it with a barbed wire armband? <laughs> if you gave me $8,000, I would never remove this tattoo. My mother has the same one. And we came up with what symbol we wanted to get together, what, th- what symbols. And uh, it has a meaning that speaks a lot to both of us, so I wouldn't want to remove it. But for $8,000, heck, I'd get the Pam Anderson barbed wire around my... For 8000 you would? Yes. Yes. I think that Shane, would be like... Cool again. Yes, because, that's what I yes, mean. Yes, yes. Because it's been... It was cool. And then it was like, I mean, God, like... 
exact opposite. It was the cringiest tattoo that you could get like right after it was cool. And it's been cringy for the last, what, 20 years, 15 years? Yeah. So to get it purposely would to suggest you know that and you're hip and you're cool and you transcend everything. I've, I've truly only ever wanted to be a uh, Pam Anderson. So I feel like this would be a fun cool step toward that and the symbols on your back back to them do they mean like peace and love or something no it's like that though you know what it is it's three qualities that my mom and i feel that we share so like Mm. personality traits yeah blonde (laughs) that's not trait. i can ask you my question are you ready yes wait 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 did you say no i answered your question if i could add a tattoo or get rid of my tattoo or whatever what would you say about all that I already said, I'd like to remove it and replace it with a barbed wire tattoo. So you're in to me becoming Pam Anderson too. Yes. Two. Pam Anderson 2.0. Tooting. Pam Anderson tooting. <laughs> All right. So Shane, we've been together for five years. Uh, last Friday, this is our, our first recorded date night since our fifth anniversary. Yeah. So grab your glass. Let's give it a little clink, honey. Congratulations. That was a very little clink. (laughs) Longest relationships for both of us. Most fruitful, I would say. We've got uh, two kids. The fruit of our wombs, of our loins. Lots going on. We have gone through so much stuff. And like this is... Like when people say we've gone through stuff, you know, they're always insinuating bad stuff. Like when you see somebody doing an anniversary post on on instagram or facebook they're like oh we've we've had our hard times or we've gone through some hard things whatever i'm just saying we've gone through stuff and that stuff is amazing it's some of it's hard some of it's challenging some of it's so joyous and it's all just so different and through our five-year relationship shane we've been talking about this like a lot of the night it's everything is in a phase you know we've gone through all these phases and even quarantine we've gone through all these phases and I just want to know, in our five years of being married, so not including our first year of just dating, what has been either your favorite phase or your most memorable phase? When we used to project, in our old house, Mm. project uh, Larry Sanders show on that big wall and just, it, it was like every night we were sitting you know when you used to have to sit front row in the movie theater when you showed <laughs> yeah. up late, but it was a really big movie, so you were willing to to bear sitting that close, and your eyes would have to adjust like 40 mm-hmm. minutes into the movie? We used to do that every night with the Larry Sanders show or a video game because our projector would, pro- would project movies <laughs> onto our wall. But since we were in bed, we had no choice <laughs> but to be like, and the room was so small. We were just front row in this huge screen and it would hurt your eyes and you'd like tear up, but it was just fun to have that time. And we, you know, I, I don't think we had Lucy yet. You were pregnant. We didn't have, we, we only had Lucy for a few months in that house for about six months. And I remember the one day, the first day you bought the projector, you set up Sega Genesis, Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> and I came home from work at like 9 p.m. and I just walked in the room and on the screen was this huge, massive, in- encompassing the entire room was Toe Jam and Earl, and my favorite shows- game. And we played it for like four hours. I'm glad you remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm super glad that that actually made an impact beyond like that day. Of course. I'd never. That was my fantasy from being a little boy to be thinking one day 
I'm going to play video games on a movie screen. <laughs> like, that was every kid's fantasy. With my wife in my own house that I own. No, not with my wife. No, but... I'm, just, I'm just adding to your fantasy, babe. What you didn't even know was possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't stopped playing Toe Jam and Earl. We played every night this week. I like, I, I play it because I'm nostalgic for it. I'm a very nostalgic person. Plus, it's a it's a good game. Like it's actually very difficult, and it is competitive. Like it's it's hard to do well. It's good teamwork. It's, yeah. it's team building. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a couple favorite phases, and they're they're very recent. But one of my favorite phases, Shane, was the first. For six months of quarantine. 2020, so March until Betty was born. Every single morning, we'd wake up. You would make me waffles and serve them to me because I was like pretty pregnant. You'd bring, you'd make coffee like we do our French press, but you grind the beans every morning. Make the freshest, best smelling coffee every single morning. The house would fill up just like with the smell of this amazing coffee. And then you'd make me egg waffles with like the perfect amount of butter in every tiny little well, square. I'd melt the, the butter and pour it over. Oh, it, yeah. He did such a good job, guys. And then just with you also did it perfectly with the maple syrup. Like I feel like you'd put mm. maple syrup in every single single square. Like you really did it. And then you'd bring me my. And coffee. I know I, I put cocoa whipped cream on top. Oh frick! How could I forget that? Yes, yeah, so we we love this coconut whipped cream. It's amazing. Like literally so good. And he put that on top too. But then Shane, like I'd be sitting on the couch like with my big pregnant belly. And for months, you would bring me my coffee and my Eggos. And we'd just have, it was me, you and Lucy. We'd put on Puff and Rock. And we'd listen to the sweet sounds of that Irish actor's voice with mm. Puff and Rock. And it's truly the most relaxing kid show Something that O'Dowd. exists. Something O'Dowd. Is it Chris O'Dowd? I'm going to look it up. Oh, Shane, you're so good. It is Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, you're baby. So, good. so the most relaxing kids show. Like the sounds are all nice. Nothing's too loud. The pictures, nothing's crazy colors. Like it's all pretty much watercolor and pastel. And we'd watch that every single morning. We'd have these super beautiful, relaxing mornings. And then after our first coffee and our egos, me and you and Lucy would just go for a walk like it didn't matter how cold it was and it started to finally get warmer and we just go for like a beautiful walk every single morning and that phase honestly i can't remember what we did with the rest of our day but just those mornings will always be in my memory as such a beautiful relaxing time simpler time so simple oh my gosh sean well that was that was before we were tiktoking doing reels doing date nights like we had a significantly smaller workload and we didn't even know it (laughs) would you rather have it that i would be a foot taller or a foot shorter what do you think shane see for me and and you i'll just answer this first i'd rather have you be a foot shorter me you yes You'd rather have me be seven feet tall? Yes. Oh. (laughs) All right, everybody. This has been a little bit shorter of an episode, but I hope you laughed. I hope you cried, and I hope you enjoyed your time. But thank you so much for listening to Date Nate. (laughs) 
sorry. Thank you so much for listening to Date, Date Night. Night. Please don't cut that first bit. <laughs> no, I would never. <laughs> Rate and subscribe. Thank you. <laughs>